0: The question is this, how do we get two groups of people to come together? Those that are completely disengaged with what I call their personal physical health status and those people who are in love with their physical health status and doing something about it. How do we bring them together so that everybody fits into the second category of falling in love with their physical health, lowering their risk of disease and feeling amazing? We're gonna find out in today's episode of the new science of physical health. Hey everybody, welcome back to this episode of the Daily Drop here with the new science of physical health. Now in yesterday's episode, I specifically went into how, how have Apple, Google, and Facebook, which is a, a representative of the technology age, how they hurt our physical health outcomes. That's all in yesterday's episode. Here's what I'm going to walk you through today. I thought I might just start doing one of the things we do as educators that um, I've worked with um, a professor who is what's called a laureate professor. Now, a laureate professor is someone who has had so many peer-reviewed research papers published in journals, journals of education, journals of medicine, but they are awarded the title of being a laureate professor. It's very esteemed within their profession. So I've worked with a laureate professor from Melbourne University in uh, here in Australia. Not Melbourne University in Florida, in the USA, because I know there's a place called Melbourne, Florida, but I don't know if there's a Melbourne University over there. Anyway, a uh, professor, uh, he is a doctor, he's got a PhD in... Um, uh, education but profess laureate professor john hattie H A D D I E for those people who can 't understand my fast australian accent um, laureate Professor John Hattie is a research professor in education, one of the most esteemed in the entire world, and part of his work he 's that 's the best way to describe it in very brief Professor Hattie. Is, and I've done some direct communication with him, direct work with him. Great guy. Give me some personal advice here. like And if you know his background, which I'm not going to go into entirely, but he has produced research in education on over 300 million students. That is just mind-boggling. Anyway, and he's come up with, as a major part of his research a set of criteria on what makes successful learners. And so, of course, the goal of the new science of physical health, whether someone's a child, a teenager, or an adult, that's the goal is to make them successful and move them away from being one of the bulk of people of society where the majority sit and they're not interested in their physical health outcomes and move them into where the minority are a very small minority, where they are fascinated by their personal physical health status and how to improve their physical health outcomes. So they generate health adaptations inside their body at a molecular and physiological level and lower their risk from, this is the really big part of it, the leading cause of sickness and death, cardiovascular events, and also the second leading cause of sickness and death, cancer events. So that's the overall component there. So when I was working with Professor Hattie, one of the things that he said was, that he um, has as a mainstay of his work in education, and one of the reasons he's been awarded this Laureate title, is to have learning intentions right at the start of of your lesson. So that's what I'm gonna do right now. In this lesson, I'm gonna walk you through, relatively quickly by the way, this is an overview, how I introduced the health lab to my learners, whether or not they're children, teenagers, or adults, I do it the same for everybody, then the way, this is for people who are like me, there's a second part to this, a learning intention, the way to keep your current lessons, if you're an educator like me, whilst using the PE Teachers Health Coaching Lab. So the PE Teachers Health Coaching Lab, just to clarify, it's not just for PE teachers, it's for people who want to become physically healthy, maybe people who are educators like me, and they are doing their work and they don't want to tip everything upside down so i there's a way to keep your current lessons whilst you're using the lab then the third part of my third learning intention in this episode the simple and automatic way i track the progress of my learners growth in their health outcomes that's a really cool thing to do it's a very simple and automatic way that i do it no matter who i'm working with children teenagers or adults Then, the one step I use to get new learners interested in the PE Teachers Health Coaching Lab. Right, let's go through those four. Was there four things? Yes, not, uh, yeah, there wasn't five, there was four. Let's go through the first one. How I introduce the PE Lab, the PE Health Coaching Lab, to learners. Doesn't matter whether I'm with small children like. 10 years old, 11 years old, or 12 years old, although my son is 12, not so small. I'm 175 centimetres, he's 176. That's ridiculous. Anyway, whether I'm working with 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, whether I'm working with anyone between 13 and 18, their teenage years, or the many adults that I work with around the world on the PE Teachers Health Lab. Here's what I do. This is very straightforward. Whether I'm sitting with one person or a cohort of 30 in front of me, or 60, I've even sat with and worked with, at different times, 330 learners in front of me. I know that's ridiculous, but I have done that. In fact, no, one time I even gave, I've given some some um, uh, seminars, lectures, if you like. I did one here in Sydney, to 2,000 people. And it wouldn't matter whether it was 2,000 people or one. So you listening to this, it's probably one-on-one. On one. So let's just go with that. If I'm sitting with you, this is how I introduce the P Teachers Health Lab to people. I asked people. I asked people, "Have you ever played a sport at any representative level?" So, for example, I say to people, "I played. I oh played. I um, performed in track and field at a representative level. I performed in a game in Australia called rugby league at a representative level. I performed in the sport of boxing. This all when I was a teenager at representative level. So, let's just take." Um, and then I, then I say to people, um, what sport did you perform in? And and sometimes I'm with if I'm with a cohort of people that means like a class of thirty for example or a large audience with people whether it's children, teenagers or adults. I asked three people, or four people to stand up who represented a sport, and I'll go, what sport did you represent at? And they'll say softball. Next one will say basketball. Next one will say soccer. Next one will say baseball. Well, here's how what I did one time. This is amazing. Okay, a group of learners, and I did exactly that. And then I, the last person on the list, had told me they rep, they were thirteen years old. They just finished representing Australia. This is how good they were in under 15s basketball at thirteen. They were fantastic, and I, th- I thought this was very exciting. I didn't know this before I started introducing the PE teachers health coaching lab. And I asked them a few questions about how often they train, who were the coaches that they were exposed to. And I knew some of the coaches, the Australian coaches in basketball. And I said, well, and they, and they just got back playing for Australia in a youth competition from the United States. So a really big deal. And that was really like surprising to the rest of the learners that I was with at the time, even some of the adults who were there in the room. They were like, whoa, this young person is amazing. But here's the question I asked. Sat, I asked them the questions about how much they trained and where they've been playing and all that kind of stuff. Then I asked all the learners in the room, including the parents, and I said, How many of you could. Like, I'll just use an. I won't use the person's name. I'll just make up a name. I'll say David. Let's say the boy's name was David. I think it was 13. I say, How many of you can copy what David did? And then. that, that when, all, all these hands shot up from the from the young learners because they used to being in class parents a little bit shy, and they said that um and the the people who put their hands up the young learners the teenagers who put their hands up they started spitting out things really super quick, like oh no, I couldn't do that we wouldn't be out, no matter how hard we trained we won't be playing basketball for Australia I said and they figured out that. It's not only the skills that this young person, David, had, call him David, it's, it's not only his dedication, but being a sporting success takes talent, gift, uh, giftedness. And no matter how hard you try, most people don't have the giftedness to play basketball for their country because it's, you have to be at the elite end. You have to have this natural ability to shoot a basketball. You have to have this natural ability to dribble a basketball. Natural ability to be able to defend in basketball. A lot of skills. Now, the, the young people realized very quickly that if they representative at a local level or a state level, very few people rise to the pinnacle of representing their country. Here, and then what I did was, I showed these learners and these parents one of the critical diagrams inside the health coaching lab—the diagram that I always start with—about how you become physically healthy. And I walked. It took me. I'm not going to explain it here. It took me five minutes to explain to the audience. This is the critical diagram that shows how a person becomes physically healthy. Once we got through that, then I asked this question. And this is a. And I ask you that. This is an amazing question and an amazing result because the, the, the answer was very different to the first one I asked. The first question was, how many of you think you can achieve something similar in sport representing your country? And they all realized that it takes a lot of giftedness as well as a lot of sweat equity, a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of coaching, a lot of work with the right people. And that's why not everybody gets to represent their country. So it's difficult. So the comparative analysis I made for this group of learners and these parents who were in the room at the same time was this. That is, how, now that you've seen the critical diagram on how you become physically healthy and what it takes, how many of you could achieve the classification of being physically healthy? Well, you won't believe it. They all put their hands up. Parents included, by the way, adults. Because it was the first time that they'd ever learned on how you actually become classified as physically healthy doesn't take skills it doesn't take this enormous unending level of effort but there is a way to do it that's medically proven of if you do these things and use this critical diagram in your life that you will become classified as physically healthy that will generate health adaptations, which is another part of the critical diagrams, different part, generate health adaptations, which has a linear correlation with driving down your risk of the leading cause of sickness and death. Cardiovascular events, cardiovascular disease, and cancer events, the second leading cause of sickness and death. And that was the epiphany in Revelation, the first time I did that, of how I introduced the PE Teachers Health Lab. I made a comparative analysis. Sport, and being elite at sport, and using that example that I did, it's very difficult to do. Not everyone's gonna do it, no matter how many people try. Once you have known the critical diagram inside the health coaching lab on how to become classified as physically healthy, the learners themselves realized everyone could achieve it. That was a great revelation. So then the second thing I said I was going to put inside this episode and, and, and bring to your attention as far as this episode is concerned was, how do I keep my... If I'm an educator, and I'll, I'll just say this briefly because not everybody listening to this is an educator, but how do I keep my current lessons whilst using the lab? Here's the easiest way. All physical education teachers out there have a different set of... Games and activities they have that the curriculum says they have to do, and you can't change it because the you have to teach to the curriculum that's part of your responsibility of your job but here's what I did. I took the critical diagram that i just that I mentioned, but I haven't explained here that's inside the health coaching lab on how you become physically healthy, and I used that critical diagram in the exact same lessons that I was already doing. So what happens is, just to briefly describe it in a general sense, and if you go and get the health coaching lab, then you'll get it in a detailed sense. What happens is, whether you're an adult, a child or a teenager, if you use games, let's take a game of basketball, a game of volleyball, a game of tennis, a game of softball, doesn't matter what, game of soccer, football if you're a European by the way, it doesn't matter what it is. If you use those, but apply the critical diagram inside the PE Teachers Health Coaching Lab that shows you how physical health is created, then you don't have to change your lessons. So I didn't change my practical physical education lessons. I didn't change what I was doing. I didn't change the curriculum. That's a real revelation for those people who are educators listening to this episode. Massive revelation. Because that's what people think they have to do but you don't have to do that in order to get the result that you want so if you are a person like that that is fantastic I, I, i'm not going to spend time going through how in this episode because that's that's not going to be the point so the next part the next learning intention i had in this episode was the simple and automatic way i track the progress of my learners growth in their health outcomes whether you're a child or an adult or a teenager, should have said child, teenager, and adult. doesn't matter which one of those you are. We have a clinically validated health software, that, and this is one of the critical diagrams inside the health coaching lab. It's in sequential order. We have a clinically validated health software that converts your individual heart rate pattern into a health impact score. Now, notice some words I said there, clinically validated, I'll quickly define that. The data of our health software that's used with our learners, has been verified by peer reviewed, published medical studies. The first study was on 45,000 people from the team of professors, led by Professor Ulrich Wissloff in Norway, using something called the Hunter study. 45,000 people. So it said if you have a specific heart rate pattern, the software converts it into a health impact score and that has a linear correlation with health adaptations that will be generated inside your body on a rolling seven days. That has a linear correlation then with your risk of a cardiovascular event. That's been verified first of all on 45,000 people clinically validated, then more research over the last dozen years or so by Professor Wisloff and his team up at Norway at the Norwegian University of Technology and Science. He's got 55 people working for him in his lab, 730,000 people they've verified a lot. I've never seen anything else like that in my entire life where it's been clinically validated to the point where it's 730,000 people Worldwide, proof, proof, rock solid medical proof. If you have, so I use the software to auto-track and then my learners, children, teenagers or adults, people use the lab, who use the lab, track them to improve, sorry, track them to prove that they have generated health adaptations that have lowered their risk of a cardiovascular event. That is such a powerful thing because... I can help them to learn that they are how much they're growing their health outcomes, actual health outcomes. Not some made up like, you know, do this many steps and you'll get healthier, how? No, specifically using the critical diagrams. There's three of them inside one module of the health lab using them to teach learners how they're actually growing health adaptations that lower their risk. It's really powerful. It's the most powerful thing I've ever seen. It's not like your standard uh, health software, fitness software that you see on an app because they aren't clinically validated. This is, that's a significant level of difference because it's like anything in education, you want it to be evidence-based. Well, this is clinically validated evidence-based. Okay, last thing in this episode, so I don't drag it on too long. The one step I used to get learners interested in the PE teacher health PE teacher health coaching lab. Here's one of the things I've discovered in my 34 years and over 34,000 lessons of being a health and physical education teacher. One thing I've discovered: much of what people learn is generic. It's simply, in put, it's talking about things that exist in the world. The one thing I did with the critical diagrams inside the PE Teachers Health Lab, is I use them, and I. this is the statement I make to my learners, children, teenagers, or adults listening to this program, or if I was face-to-face with you. I'm going to teach you about you. Everything I do in the PE Teachers Health Lab allows a learner to specifically learn the content so they can apply it to their body. The data that they see coming off the clinically validated health software. I'm teaching them about them. It's not about this general, if you do some physical activity, you'll become healthier. That's a general sweeping statement. That's not me teaching you about you. What you want to know is, or you need to know is, and what you should learn, what gets people interested. And I have seen this face-to-face with learners. Face-to-face with adults, face-to-face with teenagers, face-to-face with children. When they're learning about them and their specific outcomes, not the generic general community, they become fascinated. It's like anything. It's like, what's in it for me? Well, what is in it for the individual here is they are learning about themselves and their own data and their own health outcomes. And I can tell you now for a fact, that's one of the great separating principles of the PE Teachers Health Coaching Lab. When they are learning about them, they become fascinated because it's about their lives, about their futures, and about their health outcomes. Whether they're 15 years of age, 10 years of age, or 25 years of age, or 55 years of age like me. When it's about your own health outcomes, you want to know more. So that's the one thing I use. I teach them about them. I use the critical diagrams and apply it to them specifically, individualized. And I've built the platform to do that so it's not onerous. They can use the critical diagrams, individualized to them. That's really a very exciting part of it. So that's it. They're the four things that I want to talk about in this episode. Thanks for joining me. Can't wait to share with you again more. In the ne- I was almost going to say, The Next Exciting Adventures of Superman. <laughs> yeah, if you're not old enough, you won't know what I mean by that. But there was a TV series growing up when I was a child, that at the end, it's Superman TV series, of course, at the end of every episode, it was like, um, join us again in the next exciting adventures of Superman. <laughs> anyway, that, that was what was in my head as I was finishing off. But I can't wait to share with you, because you probably noticed... You probably picked this theme up. I am a little obsessed with the new science of physical health. I do want to make an impact. I do want to make a difference in people's lives. It's really authentic for a lot of different reasons. I'm not going to spend time going into that here because I do that in other episodes. But thanks for letting me share with you, me having this conversation with you probably one-on-one. And I can't wait to spend more time with you inside the PE Teachers Health Coaching Lab. Bye for now.